On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Cody and I continue our preview of training camp battles. Looking at Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson, is that a battle we need to keep our eye on? And who should be this team's number two receiver? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am John, some sports guy Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Sports Illustrated, its own and Texan credential media member, Cody Davis. If you are new to the Locked On Texan Podcast, we appreciate you. Go ahead and subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube along with wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you check in. If you are one of our everydayers from the Himalayas, we want to say shout out to you guys for rocking with us each and every day as we cover your team every day with the Houston Texans. John Mechie expectations, high, low, ceiling, floor. We're going to talk about that. Tank Dell versus Xavier Hutchison. You look at U of H versus Iowa State. Hmm. Um, U of H is bumping up to the Big 12. So uh, next season. That's about to be so much fun. That's about to be so much fun. I think that's going to be a shock for him to start it off, to start that uh, tenure off. But before we look at that camp battle of the two rookies, Cody, who should be this team's number two? And if you don't mind, I would like to look at why it should be undoubtedly the vet. Robert Woods, the most proven versatile player on the roster at that position. 2,000 snaps in the slot, 3,000 snaps line-wide throughout his career, having two seasons where he lined up more in the slot than wide. When healthy and in a good situation, those are two key components. Woods is also a good yak guy, yards after catch, something that this offense will need. We've heard several times D'Amico Ryan's, Bobby Slug mentioned how they want playmakers that can get the ball and make something happen. Robert Woods has been able to show throughout his career that he can do that. He's also shown that he can be your go-to guy on third downs to help move the chains throughout his career as well. Historically, he's been very productive for an offense from in between that 10 to 19-yard range. Plus, if Robert Woods can return to the slightest of himself, his former form, when he played with the St. St. Louis, the L.A. Rams. I'm curious to see if this team will incorporate those jet sweeps on offense, something that he was very effective at during doing his L.A. days, something that helped generate first downs for teams, for that team for several years. And we know how hard of a time Houston has had with picking up first downs. I think if he allows himself, well, if this team allows him to be Everything he's been, he's been good at throughout his career, um, he helps Houston in those third and threes, third and twos, when you need to just keep the drive going. That's one of the most underrated parts of his game, I believe. He also might be the most consistent and best blocker on the field uh, aside from Noah Brown. So, honestly, we're sitting here talking about, you know, who should be this team's number two. If Woods is anything like his Rams days, he may be, be this team's number one receiver. 
Yeah, I'm really? saying. Uh, so from what we've seen from him, and he is a vet, and and we we we're looking at Robert Woods, right? Nine years, ten years in the NFL. His counterparts, three years, four years. I think with Noah Brown, this may be him mm-hmm. going into his fifth year. Uh, John Mechie, technically is his second year, but also technically he's going to be a rookie. Is John uh, Tank Dale rookie? Xavier Hutchinson rookie. Amari Rogers, this is his third year. Um, so he has a lot under his belt. Experience. Playing in a couple of different systems, looking at his Bills days, to his Rams days, to his Tennessee days. And when you look at his days with the Rams, that system matches up the closest to what we believe this office is going to look like this year. Same, similar tree. Been productive. I think he's been a pro bowler. He's been a Super Bowl champion. He's been able to help a team picking up first downs, running the ball, along with pass, I mean, catching the ball, right? So he can do a bunch of different things on the field. He was healthy last year, but it wasn't the most favorable situation. The Mm -hmm. year before, he was in a favorable situation, but he didn't end the year off healthy. The year before that, healthy, favorable situation. And that year, he was a very productive player for the L.A. Rams. So when you look at everything he's been able to bring to the table as an NFL player, as a veteran, as a wide receiver, compare all of that to, we've heard that he's looked healthier this year, right? He's also going to be in a favorable situation. We love the fact well, we love the idea, excuse me, of Nico being this team's number one receiver, but that's also because Nico is a homegrown product. He was drafted here. And when you're drafted here, you want to see the player that was drafted to your team do some good things for your team, right? That's just how the operation works, unless that player is just like, uh, uh, what's the guy from Philly? Uh, he used to drop all those passes. Was it, is it Rager? Uh, oh, yeah, Mills, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that guy, unless, unless it's a player that you want completely off your team, <laughs> that's not the case with Nico. But for Robert Woods, he's coming from other teams. He's coming from the outside in, and you wonder if he's going to get back to himself. But if he does, he checks off everything for a team that's built how this team is built right now to be their number one receiver. So if he is a number two receiver at the end of the year, then I think you got some good production out of Nico Collins. Or you got some good production out of a couple of guys all together. But I like Robert Woods for Houston. Still do not like that contract. But <laughs> contract aside, he can be this team's number one option. Um, well, as you just alluded to, and the reason why we got wide receiver number two is because, John, as you just alluded to, and we've been talking about this this entire offseason, we are all expecting Nico Collins to take that step as the number one wide receiver. So for me, the number two wide receiver, I think he has an opportunity to be Noah Brown. Noah Brown is coming off a career season. Noah Brown is coming off a year where he recorded a career best 555 yards, um, 43 receptions, three touchdowns. And 
Every single year, as a matter of fact, Noah Brown was drafted to the Dallas Cowboys in 2017, but he did not start receiving realistic snaps until I think it was 2020, 2021, somewhere along those lines. But every single year, Noah Brown got better and better and better. And John, the one concern I I, I have about Noah Brown is, was his career year more so the fact that he was playing alongside CeeDee Lamb? You know, down in Dallas or up in Dallas, you know, if you go up 45 North, up in Dallas, you know, they definitely have a number one wide receiver in C.D. Lamb. And I do wonder if the attention that C.D. Lamb had last year was part of the reason why Noah Brown was able to get open and able to be effective in the passing game. But I just go back and just take a look at his development every single year since he was what 23 picks away from being Mr. Irrelevant in 2017. Every single year, this young man has gotten better and better and better. And I know a lot of people don't know much about Noah Brown, but he has proven that he can be a realistic and reliable threat in the passing game. And that's something that the Houston Texans need. Once again, if, if Nico can take the step up, as this team's number one wide receiver. I think that's going to do wonders for Noah Brown. And I do believe that this is a young man who is, look, 27 years old, but he still hasn't reached his potential as to how good he's going to be. Of course, with better coaching, a better offensive coordinator and Bobby Sloyd, I'm pretty sure that he's going to have an opportunity to put him in possibly better situations than what they had in Dallas. I just feel the ideal situation is to have Noah Brown at number two. Nothing against Robert Woods, however, it's been what three, maybe four years since his last 1,000 yard. One, the last season he recorded over a thousand yards. He has been in situations where he's been injured, he has been in situations where the quarterback wasn't the ideal situation. Everything that you said, John, but I just think that Robert Woods is on the downside of his career at this point. It, Kind of reminds me somewhat of what we what we was talking about with Brandon Cooks. Like at some point, you are going to start showing your age, and I just feel like Robert Woods isn't going to give the Houston Texans that much. Even when you go back to his heyday with the Los Angeles Rams, ironically, I think his best two years was when he was playing alongside a Brandon Cooks, who was arguably a number one wide receiver. They kind of shared that title in Los uh, Cooper Angeles. Cup, Cooper Cup. Oh, Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. You're right. You're right. So they shared the number two. They shared the, <laughs> they shared the number two title. And I think Robert Wood is more so of a player. Once again, nothing against him. But I just feel that he is a player that thrives when there is a – a number one wide receiver that's not him or he's in a position where he is sharing the number one or number two title alongside somebody he doesn't have that here in houston which by the way at 31 years old he's getting up there in age still trying to recover from that acl injury he sustained a few years back i just don't know how much value he's going to bring to this wide receiving core Unlike, unlike Noah Brown, who is still getting better and better and better, and he is somebody I truly believe that's probably going to have more value in terms of on-the-field product. Now, off-the-field product, I love the addition of Robert Woods because he is that veteran that can help a Nico, that can help a Noah Brown, that can help a Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson and, and, and John Metchie. He's going to be the voice for that position group, but to me, I look at the production of a young man that's continuously getting better and better and better each year. I think that's going to be Noah Brown. Before we go into the Tank Dale and Xavier Hutchinson conversation, I want to continue just a little bit um, when we compare Noah Brown 
and, and Robert Woods and the rest of the wide receivers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks of each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with the draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us this week on eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking for a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round. Catch an initial spark for your roster by revving up with the two elite NFC East wide receivers, Cowboy C.D. Lamb, Eagles, A.J. Brown, a letter-perfect guaranteed fit. Count on Lamb thriving and driving Dak Prescott in Dallas' new-look passing game to big numbers, and A.J. Brown revving up Jalen Hurts' downfield throwing, often again in Philly. Vinny Iyer from Fantasy Locked On. Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about players, each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. eBay <clears throat> with guaranteed fit with eBay, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure that your ride stays running smooth. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what your part, what parts you need for your car the very first time. For the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back in. Locked on Texan listeners and viewers. Really quick, Cody, to go back to the first segment. Mm-hmm. If Noah Brown is your number two receiver, and I'm assuming that you believe Nico will be number one, mm-hmm. where does that leave Robert Woods? Number three. Without a shadow of a doubt. I Like, to me, I just feel like when you take a look at how young this team is, still in the early stages of its rebuild, but of course they're moving forward this year. I just feel like there is more benefit to having Noah Brown as your number two because, like I said, every single year he's getting better and better and better in terms of Robert Woods. He has already peaked. He's not going to get no better than what we saw a few years back in Los Angeles. And then you still got to keep into consideration that he has battled injuries over the last few years. And I understand Tennessee wasn't a great situation for him. Hopefully it's better for D-Hop. But I just don't know what Noah Brown is going to be able to provide. Now, look, if Nico doesn't step up as this team's number one wide receiver, then I think that whole entire position group is in trouble. But Noah Brown, like I said, a young man has gotten better every single year. And I think that's going to continue here in the city of Houston. Let's look at Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson, guys. Um, the rookies. One has higher expectations than the other. But I think from a pure wide receiver aspect, one may be a little bit better. 
Um, with special teams changing year in and year out, I think that an element of Tank Dale's game would be taken away from him slowly. Mm-hmm. But I saw something on Twitter the other day, and I forgot who tweeted it, so forgive me. But this is the absolute truth. A guy like Tank Julian Edelman is who tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Slot receiver, did damage with Brady, very good player for, for the Patriots. Of course I know. <laughs> if he, What he tweeted was, if Tank Dale is able to sit in those zones, learn how to sit and find those zones, then he'll be an absolute amazing player. And, of course, that means he'll be good for Houston. Uh, I think Tank Dale is a player that Houston has some very high expectations for. He's been working out, he's been busting his ass, him and John Mechie. Uh, but I 100% agree. Tank Dell is a guy that I don't want Houston to force to play a traditional role, nor do I think they will. I think that he is a guy that you absolutely play him in the slot. He is a guy that you absolutely motion to find the better uh, one-on-one matchup. He is a guy that you absolutely allow the game to come to him. Sometimes we see receivers, and the good thing about Tank Dell is he wasn't a first-round pick, wasn't a second-round pick. Well, he wasn't a first-round pick. Right, so he's a guy that you don't have to go out there and force the expectations on. He's a guy out there that to start the season, you don't have to necessarily force him to be out on the field. But as the season goes, as game progresses, he's a guy that I think for Houston, it's all about finding the matchup on the field. And training camp is going to be important for him. Preseason is going to be important for him because there's going to be some opportunity for him to, again, motion, find your the best spot right now while you're lining up, right? Then we're going to motion on this side so you see what the matchup is. And the, the whip routes, the, the quick slant routes, the screens, those are some of the things where I know how he daily he was in college down the field. Those opportunities, ideally, you want to come. But to kick off his career, just let everything flow to him. And once he's able to sit in those zones and make a quick move and go up the field, then Houston may have something special in Tank Dale. I don't ever think Tank Dale is going to be a number one receiver. I don't think Tank Dale will ever be a number two receiver. Hmm. But I think Tank Dale will have the ability to be like Tyler Lockett in a sense. Of course, over the course of time in the NFL, he's going to get a little bit bigger. Right, that mass had come to him. Hopefully, it's muscle mass. But over the course of time, if Tank Dale is your third receiver who can go out there in any given moment, give you 100 yards and a couple of TDs on the day, then that's a steal. That's a win for that team. For Hutchinson, I think he has an ability to be an outside receiver. He's a guy that made some plays for Iowa State downfield, has to work on some of those drops. He had a, six drops last year, has to work on that with his hands but also play with Brock Purdy. But he has an opportunity to be that along, you know, maybe along his future. I don't see Xavier Hutchinson getting a lot of opportunity this this year simply because Nico's a vet, Robert Woods a vet, uh, Noah Brown is a vet who I'm still iffy on whether or not he makes a team. John Mitch is a guy that they have some expectations for. And for Hutchinson, you were a late-round pick. That's not knocking him or his talent, but I I think there's a hierarchy there. It's still going to be some politics. 
But I wouldn't be shocked, guys, if Hutchinson goes out there and outplays some of these receivers on this roster. Would not be shocked. You know, on the side, it says Dale versus Hutchison. I wish I would have put Dale and Hutchison because both of those guys are in a camp battle, but they're not in a camp battle amongst each other. It's more so what the situation is going to present, i.e. Tank Dale. Um, later on in the show, we're going to talk about John Mechie, but when you talk about, you know, a reliable slot, let's say for the sake of this argument, John Mechie is out there ready to go and he is dominating. Well, let's say beating, I guess, in a sense, if you want to put it that way, Tank Dale in his role as who's going to take over as the primary slot, then that's going to hinder Tank Dale's ability to go out there on the field and showcase what he can do every single Sunday in the passing game. I think in terms of special teams, knowing what I saw in rookie camp, OTAs, and mandatory mini camp, he's definitely going to have a realistic primary role as a kick returner. So, you know, maybe we could look at that when we look at him in preview special teams. But I just think Tank Dale has to go out there and prove that he can be a reliable slot receiver starting next Wednesday in training camp. And, John, the one thing that does concern me about Tank Dale is his size. I understand people don't like to talk about size, but you are looking at a wide receiver who is standing somewhere between 5'8", and 5'10". Some some websites has him listed at 5'8". Some has him listed as tall as 5'10". But looking at his size, I wouldn't be shocked if the Texans wait and just give him more time to develop his body a little bit more. Yes, the young man has the talent. Yes, this is a young man who has went out there and recorded close to 3,000 receiving yards and what, 25 touchdowns the last two seasons at University of Houston. And being at the University of Houston, there are so many people who understand and know what he can do to an offense. And Nick Casario saw it himself at the Senior Bowl. He said out of all of the wide receivers, he was the one that he thought was the most special. Say that right after he drafted him. So Tank Dale definitely has a career. I think he's going to be very special, but I think he's going to be a wide receiver where it's going to take time and it's going to determine how is he going to battle the rest of the slot wide receivers who is battling in training camp the same thing as for xavier hutchison john you're iffy on noah brown i'm kind of iffy on robert woods i can see a situation if both of those guys are being outplayed by xavier hutchison you're looking at a situation where xavier hutchison would definitely have an opportunity to steal snaps from both of those veteran wide receivers and i think we talked about this when hutchison got drafted this is a guy, you know, he had to go through some things in his college career, but his last year at Iowa State recorded, what was it, almost 1,200 yards, was very was very reliable, was very productive in the passing game. I wouldn't be surprised if halfway through the season or at the end of this upcoming season, we are looking at him in, in the light of he definitely has the opportunity to be this team's number two wide receiver. So, I, I, I just think starting next Wednesday, it's going to come down on how those guys compete against their current contemporaries, where when you look on the depth chart, both of those guys have people who are ahead of them. Yeah, right now I'm trying to find the um, – I'm, I'm looking at my guy, man. One player that I really do like is uh, Tyler Lockett. I'm trying to find out – see, we're in a 4-4 coming out of the out of the combine – 
But I was trying to find how much did he weigh because he's 5'10". Mm-hmm. And Tyler Lockett is a player that uh, has four receiving four 1,000 receiving yards in a row in his last four seasons. He's a damn good player. Uh, he's typically all, looks like he's always weighed around 180. Uh, Tank Dale. In That's around, of, I think, of Tank Dale. Somewhere Tank around Dale, there as well. He's like 169, 165. One, so he does have to put some weight on him, right? Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. But this is the NFL. <clears throat> and his stature is, is on a smaller scale. He, he does have a smaller stature. Weight will come once everything, you know, day by day. And I think that by the end of this year, we, we may see a bigger version of him, especially starting off next year. But if Tang Dale turns out to be somewhere close to Tyler Lockett, because Tyler Lockett is a, is a pro, man. If y'all don't know mm-hmm. about Tyler Lockett, he is a dog. Then Houston has a weapon for CJ Stroud for the foreseeable future. John, I, I want to ask you this really quick. I don't want to go too much into it because this is something that we talked about a lot here on this show, and that's Nico Collins. A lot of the conversations that you and I had today in the first segment, even in this segment, it revolved around Nico Collins being the number one wide receiver. We we're, for, we're kind of foregoing it, giving it to him. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. And that's that's why I want to ask you, and, and I give my quick opinion as well, but how much pressure or how bad would it be if Nico – doesn't live up to the expectation because even with all the position groups that we have done, we look at third year players, every third year player. I know I've said this, well, they own a bubble making a 53. I wouldn't be surprised. They're not going to make it with Nico. It's like, we know he going to make it, but it's like, we are expecting you to be number one. And I just feel if he isn't number one, that's just going to mess up everything in terms of the waiting on the development of Tank Dale and Hutchison, I think that's going to put Robert Wood and Robert Woods and Noah Brown in somewhat of a unfair situation because Noah Brown, even though he has continuously gotten better and better, he isn't a number one wide receiver. And Robert Woods, even though you say you believe he can at least start the season as, as the number one target, I just think with his age and recovering from injuries and all this other stuff, I I just don't see this wide receiving core being better than what it was last year or the, or the year before if Nico Collins doesn't. I say if Nico Collins doesn't step up as number one because that's just going to mess up everything. If he steps up at number one, no, that gives time for development and everything else in between. No, it, does, it doesn't mess up anything. I forgot what show I said it on. They will, but I, I said it this week. They will put the best players out on the field. If 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 we leave out of training camp and Nico Collins was not the best player, that means somewhere down the line somebody else stepped up and outplayed him. Now, would it be a disappointment? Disappointment because how much we regard Nico? Yeah, it would. But if somebody is outplaying you that much, then I'm just gonna have to trust the process with Demico Ryan's and Bobby Slaughter. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nico Collins should be at the very least this team's number two receiver. So we are giving him number one. We saw some things out of him last season when he played and came away from those games and said, Boy, if he had a better quarterback, right? Yeah, it's true. So now we are presuming he has a better quarterback. 
And if it's not C.J. Stroud, now we're presuming that he has a better version of the bad quarterback he had <laughs> last year in Davis Mills, who you guys have said come out of those OTAs and camps, he's looked different. Mm-hmm. Nico, I'm not – I think it's unfair to say he should. I'm still going to put him as his team's number one receiver. Mm-hmm. But if we leave and go into the regular season and he's not, then that must mean Robert Woods turned the, turned the clock back. Noah Brown showed us something that at least I don't think he has or, or because I haven't seen it. Some of these other guys may have just completely stepped their game up and have a better rapport with their quarterback throwing them the ball. I don't think that's the case. But if he's not, the better guys won, and I'm okay with that. Welcome back, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. Before we close out today's show, we've talked about Tank Dale. We've talked about X Hutch. We've talked about Robert Woods. We've talked about Noah Brown. Just talked about Nico Collins. Hmm. John Metchie's expectations is blank. Time. <laughs> Plain and simple. Give it time. Uh, I know we talked about it on this show a couple times, but, you know, as of right now, according to D'Amico Ryan's last time we had an opportunity to talk to him, the end of mandatory camp. Um, he said it, John Mitchie, as of right now, he is expected to start training camp with the Texans. Good news, by the way. Uh, he wasn't at mandatory minicamp because I think it was doing OTAs or right before OTAs, he sustained a hamstring injury. Um, that's the next concern that I have for John Mitchie. He's been out so long. I'm pretty sure this season, or I wouldn't be surprised, knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't happen, but it, it's going to take him time, man. It, it's going to really take him time. And I just want people out there. I think John Mitchell is going to have a heck of a career whenever he get developed, whenever he get things going. And as of right now, for me, I think we all just should see, just, just want to see him back on the field, healthy and just learning the game. His talent is still going to be there, but it's going to take time, man. When was the last game he played? Was it December 2021 or something like that? It's been a while. It's been a long uh, time. It's, it's funny. John Mitchell has a higher Madden rating than I think Nico Collins does. Well, that goes back to what I said a couple of days ago. I forgot what player we were talking about where I said, you're not going to give somebody the correct Madden rating on the Texans unless you watch the Texans for all 17 games. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we kind of differ. Well, of course, I want everybody to be, you know, patient. Mm-hmm. But my expectations for John Mechie – Let's rip him out the plastic. Let him act brand new. Let's let, let let's get him let's get him on this team. Let's get him acclimated. Of course, he hasn't played meaningful football, played meaningful football snaps in a couple of seasons. Uh well, missed one full season. Mm-hmm. Then he's coming off that injury. Uh, but he can be a game changer. So let's not let's not hold it back. If it's out, if he's out there. Let's 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 act like we're playing some football, right? Let's not mm-hmm. unless he's still lingering, having lingering issues from injuries, that's different. But if we're hearing he's gonna be all hands on deck, ready to go from the start of training camp, let's not act like <clears throat> we didn't trade three picks to go get him. Put him in situations where he's gonna thrive. Don't hold back and uh let's go. All, all hands on deck. Let's let's rock and roll. That's my expectations. His floor and ceiling are very different from one another. You got some players where their floor and ceiling is like right here. Going into this year, 
I wouldn't be mad if he came away from the season with only 300 yards, 340 yards, 50 yards. Mm-hmm. But if he ends this season with 600 yards, a, a couple of touchdowns, and he's playing the majority of the games, getting some good snaps, then that's a win for Houston coming out of his rookie S year. Um, I have mid expectations for him because I know what John Mitchell can do when he's on the field. I just haven't seen him on the field in a while. For Houston, it's, it's just going to be all about putting them out there, right? Don't be scared. Don't hold them back. Let's go ahead and rock and roll. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texan podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. Also, give us a follow on Twitter at Locked on Texans. Give me a follow as well at John underscore Hickman 12. We are back with every day of the week covering your team. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. We just had a very interesting conversation, more so of a debate seemed like today, which that was due to recording that took place 20 minutes prior to this show. But um, let us know how you feel about this wide receiving core. I think there's a lot on the line for this position group, especially when you determine or expecting how much better you want to see this offense in 2023. So let us know in the comment who you think number one wide receivers should be the battle or or just expectations for Tank Dale, Xavier Hutchinson, and, of course, John Mitchell as well. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.